What is going on, all you amazing people? We're back in the building once again, bringing you another episode of the Clint Norris Show, fresh out of the oven. So it's been a little while, right? But that is with good reason. But I'm going to save it for the end of the podcast because there's a reason why there was a delay in the podcast. I know everybody's commenting, Clint, with the next episode? Clint, with the next episode? Just <laughs> enjoy, enjoy this conversation with my buddy Vince. Me and him go way back. And then at the very end, very big announcement. But if you want to write in, the email is theclintonorrisshow at gmail.com. You can also leave a voicemail. That number is 612 612- Eight 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 zero zero three one, and with that, we are gonna get right to it. Vince, aka Odomart, what is going on, man? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Hey, cheers! I got, I got one too. You ever try this oh, one? Oh, do you? No, what do you got? It's uh, best flavor they have, Wait, hands down. Ghost? Oh, it's an energy drink. Yeah, it's zero sugar though. Mine's beer. Oh, <laughs> little, little different. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, that's the energy. No, 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 I'm drinking cheap beer. Texas Is there style. caffeine in beer? If you drink it like four locos, I'm like, oh, nine. Like, probably. <laughs> I just, I'm, you I'm know, not like, a Do you remember that? Kind of. I, I mean, I like, I just never got into drinking because it was so like overdone from what I remember. And here we are in our 30s talking about it years later. Yeah. I mean, oh. I still can't. Like, I, I, I still can't uh, actually drink a shot. If I'm having a shot, it looks like it's my first shot ever. Like I have a face, I'm <laughs> cringing. I'm like slapping the table, and like it's so horrible and embarrassing when you see my face. Like you have to look away. I don't want anybody looking at me when I'm taking a shot because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> you remember uh, Super Bad, where that where he went to the bathroom <laughs> and just drank in the bathroom? Yeah. That was me. Who's your friend you have with you? Who? The cat. Oh, the cat and the friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my cat, Elmer. Elmer. Okay, shout out to Elmer. He's needy. He just has to sit on me twenty four seven. Oh, really? That's how my cat Frank is. Like anytime I'm in here, he'll sit on my lap. But because I have the door closed, he's like, "Oh no, I can't, I can't do it." Well, I mean, we have. Oh no, we're down to four. We used to have six cats. We're down to four, and then we have chickens, dogs, and then a hedgehog. Dude, yeah, you're like a farmer. We have like a small zoo. You know, people when they come over, they have to pay twenty five cents. <laughs> Holy cow! What a what a random combo. Yeah, cats, chickens, and a what? A hedgehog? Yeah, I have a hedgehog. Yeah, I he's in my office with me. How do you take care of a hedgehog? He's honestly, I don't mean to, to say this to be mean, but he's kind of been a disappointment. Um, oh, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> haven't we all been someone's disappointment? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he he's friendly, but he just kind of keeps to himself. Uh, he only comes out during the night. I mean, he's really easy to take care of, but as far as like uh, any type of social interaction. Or like uh, emotional support. There's not a whole lot there. Yeah, but he's cool to look at. He's kind of like a a fancy car. Yeah, it's like it's it's cool, but it's like don't touch it. It doesn't want to be touched by you. Yeah, exactly. Or he'll get you with his little. I kind of have. I kind of have the same hairdo. Yeah, he's been rocking that. Look, he's been rocking the slow hawk for a while. Yeah, well, I think way back in the day, I just had it like I think I had it like flat on the top, and I. I think I spiked it up. Yeah, uh, it's, it's. I think I. I did. think before. I think before that, you're rocking kind of like half emo, kind of. Like I was almost <laughs> goofy hair, Justin Bieber look, but like not quite there. 
Yeah, I mean, I I rocked that for like a couple months, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I need to do something with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, emo's coming back. Might want to get that back again. Just get the eyeliner and the sushi look. Yeah. <laughs> Rebel against my parents at. 33 man <laughs> hey man that's 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 how you rebel and show them <laughs> yeah i showed you guys <laughs> uh okay so something i i thought of i don't really know much about you like growing up like if you grew up in minnesota or oh or, like how you um, yeah i mean I, I grew up uh in cottage grove oh you know what for for context i didn't even think of this so me and vince have known each other for a very long time uh ever since what like 2000 seven i think um yeah 2007 about that oh seven oh eight yeah somewhere in there we met in a we met in a class with kind of a funny eccentric teacher who i won't i won't say his name troublemakers too because i mean i was actually talking about that not too long ago i was like looking back i was like dude kind of a dick like (laughs) like most teenagers yeah when you look back and you just think of all like the stupid like thing or like for me, anyway, all the dumb things I said and like dumb situations I caused. It's like, oh, ick, yuck. It's like you look back and you're like, I was kind of a dick, but also you're, you're like, at least for me, it was like gothic, you know, hot topic pants, chains, and like eyeliner, and just very rage against society. <laughs> I'm never going to change, mom. <laughs> it's not a phase. So like, Dude, I, I I literally remember saying that to my mom. It's like it's not a face. You've been wearing hot topic pants since I'm thirty. Yeah. Well, like I don't remember you being like mean at all, like at all. Really? I mean, I was like uh, that kid that wanted to like I don't know. Like looking back, it was like uh, I threw chairs at a teacher one time because I, I was like just being angry, and so the oh. teacher always uh, slips already filled out, ready to go, so I can get sent to the principal's office. Oh, yeah, wow. looking back, I'm like, why? Like, why? <laughs> But you're a kid, so you're like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. You like you don't realize how hormonal you are and just all the crazy dopamine levels that are going on in your brain. And, yeah, I'm and growing everything. like a milk mustache. You guys don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you still talk to anybody from that era? No. Honestly, I was kind of like a random kid at, at the high school. Like, I was kind of floating around to talk to people here and there. Like, honestly, it's only you that I talk to once in a while. But, like, school or from when I was, like, 12. Like, I still have a group of friends that in middle school, we went to all-year-round school. So mm-hmm. it was small, and I think that kind of kept everyone together. So all those people still are friends or still talk to each other. Like, all the popular girls in middle school still are friends, and they had babies together. And all the nerd kids are yeah, all yeah, friends. That's true. It's, I think it was just like all-year-round that kept everyone together more than high school. I don't uh, – yeah. yeah, man. I talked to you and – um one other person and then sadly man a lot of a lot of our friends are gone unfortunately mm-hmm. did you know chad yeah anyway I, I talked to chad a few years before that yeah. uh he was always a person that i i talked to but it wasn't like we kept in contact a lot but when i ever saw sure. him it was like what up dude like how's it going and he always had that like since he was like 15 when i talked to that guy he always had like a cigarette voice <laughs> like he did yeah he always had a very raspy voice yeah that's true <laughs> and at the time, I was like, "This guy's very mature," but he's only like seventeen. Like, yeah, yeah. very cigarette-sounding, like deep voice. But uh, no, he was always friendly. But I mean, I, yeah. I, I like if I saw him, I would say hey. But I didn't really know him. Know him. I, we exchanged gamer tags once back in uh, mm. the Xbox 360 days for World at War. Oh. <laughs> for, the, for those who remember, 
but yeah, man, yeah, everybody was posting. But I was like, oh man, that's that's terrible news. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It as it as I'm getting a little bit more mature, I start to notice like those pockets you have of friends or even acquaintances. So like kind of cherish them a bit more. Exactly. Well, I mean, even uh, so both girls I dated before my wife Melissa, they're they're both gone too. So it's like, yeah, oh, you wow. do a a lot of uh growing up between that and that and now you just learn to be a bit more like humble and just be a little nicer to people well it's kind of how as it goes um you try to find a way to have a more a more stoic way of thinking like yeah giving people a chance but also if someone can't understand you and they still want to fight and bicker and that's your that's that's on you like but for me i'm good i'm gonna live my life you can keep fighting, but just I'm done. Like I can't do this somewhere. And that's any relationship, friendship, coworkers, whatever. It's like just kind of taking more of the, I guess it's like the Zen way of thinking. But sometimes it's the best way to do it. And that's how I live my life. It's just I'm oh, yeah, I'm cool, yeah. man. I'm chill. <laughs> like you're hundred percent right. Yeah, well, I was just talking to um, Tammy, aka We Scottish Lass, and she was saying people in your life who you they're in your life but you don't necessarily agree on their uh philosophy or how they think or their kind of tiny little box of of anger that they've created for themselves it's like i like you man but i can't (laughs) i can't spend a whole lot of time with you because you're draining my energy yeah and there's all different kinds too i mean that's uh people that still I guess it's like partying or people that are toxic in, in general, just being like energy suckers. Like they expect they take too much from you. And it's like, Hey, if we're friends, I'm there for you, but can't be something like, like I'm Drake, you're dragging me down kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's exactly. the difference from friends and, uh, you know, someone that's just not even fun anymore. It's just a burden. Yeah. Like if someone's always partying and they're, they got something toxic on, uh, attached to them. It's like, yeah, I can't be a part of that. I don't know, I'm not trying to get too dark or deep with you, but uh, that stuff with the past, too, it's like I have also lost a high school relationship, too, that passed away in high school. Mm. So it's like when you have that, it's it, it's that it's it definitely makes you I think it changes you in some way. Like it's, yeah. it's like that that thing of being like, whoa, like life is short, even though they say it sometimes cliches are cliches for a reason. Like, yeah, life is short, like that thing to like try to move forward and not let stuff like get you too down not to plug my own brand but did you happen to listen to the full episode i did with uh, rob dyrdek i didn't get to listen to the full thing but i mean okay hands down best advice i've ever gotten on grief is like you're always going to have that normal process that's always going to be there it's a part of being human but you have to take that and create something out of it whether it's like a piece of art, maybe maybe it's uh, a book or a, or a screenplay, movie, TV pilot, anything. Just take that and, and create something out of it. And I was like, I've never heard that before. That's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, honestly, like that's kind of what I do with my art. Like I not remember my old stuff. It was a lot of melty stuff, a lot of monsters and whatnot. Yeah, but um, I lost somebody too. I mean, I, I lost a bunch of people in the past couple of years, just like most people. But uh, I couldn't deal with it, certain things, so I decided to paint. And I started painting stuff that, I don't know, it's like therapy paintings because they were helpful for me. They weren't supposed to be seen by anybody, but recently I started showing them at galleries. 
and it's nervous. It's like it's it's nerve wracking to show that. I don't want to be near it. Yeah. <laughs> so when I go to a gallery show, it's like, as far as everybody knows, I didn't paint it because it's so raw and hard for me to share. But um, yeah, I started painting a bunch of like therapy paintings just to help me get through that, and it's kind of cool doing that because I've gotten a, a few people that have connected with stuff, stuff that's like not the same story but they've lost people so it's kind of nice to yeah. like have that connection of being like I get it like I get this from this painting and some people don't because they never lost anybody yet or they haven't been through that situation at the moment but yeah. when you when you paint like it's kind of fun because it was just the easiest way I could get stuff out there without saying it because sometimes talking about it you're like I don't want to talk like I don't want to talk about stuff like it's just too hard to talk about it but for me the new stuff I've been painting recently that I shared with you it's like those were all like getting out there and out of my head and into a painting sure it's kind of yeah. like uh don't tell me show me yeah yeah, yeah. uh my 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 sister passed away so, oh yeah that's right man sorry to hear that it's okay I think I'm at, I'm at a better place to talk about it but <laughs> no, she passed away during COVID, so it was kind of like every you know, like those two years went by, and it seemed like what the hell. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it went by because it happened directly at that moment, so it seems like unreal. And when I painted those paintings, it's I have one painting I did that I painted like some the first month that it happened because it was like everyone's in lockdown, you can't touch anybody, you can't hug somebody when you're going through grief. Like I couldn't even hug my own mom. So it's like you're going through grief and you have to stay inside alone. Like, what a way to deal with it. Like, so it's so it's like it's just me. You can't touch anybody, you can't hug anybody, you can't see anybody, but you also need someone at the worst time in your life. I just started painting because that was how I could deal with it. Because it felt like it felt once I was done, it felt it felt personal. It felt like I got it out in some way, but. Hmm. Yeah, they, they, some of those paintings were hard because it was just like, I was going through a time where it's like, you, I mean, you can't even hug anybody when you need a hug. <laughs> like, yeah, no kidding. Like I, <laughs> like, I love my cats, but, but I became a cat cat. I was just talking to cats. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed crazy. I'm just having conversations with cats most of my day during that time. You're the first crazy cat man. <laughs> ah. uh, but okay, and then kind of going back. So for the people who don't know, I did a I did a local late night show here in uh, Minnesota, and Vince was on there. You can go check that out. I think it's under your name, Vince. I I don't know if I ever switched it. I think it's Odam. That was fun to have you on though. Yeah, that was a that was a great set. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a sitcom set. You want to know something crazy? Okay, so there was another local late night show on Fox, really? and we averaged at 10 p.m. I think it was maybe like 50 more people than them every night. Or every every uh, Friday night, excuse me, which I thought was nuts, because they're on Fox and we're access. Like, how are we? How are we beating you by fifty people every week? That's that's madness. Was it by chance the one that one girl with that big space table? It was like a spaceship looking table. Yeah. Like yep. Yeah, you're thinking of the right one. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like a giant, like horrible table that was like this table is way too big. Yeah, well, I mean, they had a good cast. They just had a bad set and topics that weren't that interesting, and it was very slow moving. 
Whereas like with late hour, I was always like making edits, making sure it was quick, everything was going. But you know what just... your uh your uh set reminded me of of kind of Wayne's it World. Felt very like time to, uh Tom Green kind of set. Like it the did, very yeah. classic Tom Green show. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> I thought it was a crowd in the audience though. I know, isn't that crazy? People like like, oh, that's awesome. How many people you have in there? And I'm like, uh zero. It's all fake. The magic of Hollywood. <laughs> you just got four cameras like looking at you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it felt very alive. Um for what for what we had. But I mean, I would I would be down to do something like like a show like Twin Cities Tonight. I think something like that would be really cool. Based off the stuff you've been doing and also the cash you've been putting into it, you can definitely do that. Yeah, or we can or we can get drop zone going. Rob Deardick, if you change your mind, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take a chance. <laughs> can, can I ask you what's uh okay, you got those guys in, but what's the guess that you're like, if I could get this guy, this is like my top. Chris Hansen, Dateline NBC, baby. <laughs> Chris Hansen from Dateline? Chris, Chris Hansen, yeah. Oh I, I would love to have him on the Dateline? podcast. Is it Dateline? He, a... Well, he used to be on Dateline, but he's doing his own show now. I think it's called, like, Takedown with Chris Hansen, I think. He's the guy that's like, why don't you take a seat, right? Yeah, it's like, why don't you have a seat right over there? Oh and God. the guy sits down. <laughs> why don't you take a seat? Oh, my God, I'm in trouble. Yeah, they're like, I, I wasn't going to do nothing. And then Chris Hansen's like, well, the problem is I have the transcripts. <laughs> and that's where they always, like, start sweating. or. I'm not going to lie, that's... You threw me a curveball there. I did not expect Chris Hansen to be the answer. Okay, well, it'd be either either him or uh, LeVar Burton because he's the first person I ever remember seeing on a TV. That'd be cool. Do you have any like guest suggestions? Anybody you think I should have on the pod? Local-wise or just people? Anybody, yeah, anybody. I'm, uh, I don't really discriminate at all. I don't know. I mean, there's like a bunch of good artists around here. There's a uh, big cool with like bands. Check out some bands around here. There's some great hip-hop yeah. bands. There's some great uh, punk bands. Like, not punk like um there's some great like indie bands there's a bunch of good bands in minnesota still like new fresh bands they're just getting started and they're they're great as much people like reagan minneapolis and minnesota i think it's a very creative spot you got like artists you got you know photographers you got great music scenes you got prince i know right <laughs> so i briefly worked at the airport and the yeah. only celebrity that i ran into or i i note recognized was uh, timbaland i see him he's got a, a hood up and like sunglasses on looking at his phone so i'm like should i go up and say hi i'm not supposed to do that but it's but it's timbaland like how how often am i gonna see him like never so so i do this weird thing where i'm like okay i'm gonna go ask for a picture no i'm not i'm not gonna do that Oh, yeah, maybe I should. No, no, I don't think I'm going to. So I'm in this weird, like, brain fart of just, like, going back. And, and then I finally am like, nope, never mind. I'm just, I'm being weird. I'm making this weird already. Most people <laughs> I'd want to go see now is just, like, podcasters. I'm like, oh, dude, I love it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a podcast fan, so it's like. Oh, yeah, that's right. Man. You you made, like, a mascot outfit for uh for a podcast, didn't you? At, like, I think it was in Texas? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, um. Not a podcast anymore. They uh, they changed their name to uh, uh, I don't listen to it that much. Probably forget the name. Uh, but yeah, Shockwaves was a band that was a mm. horror podcast, and they went through horror movies. And then I went to uh, Texas Frightmares and did like a horrible half-assed version of their costume mascot. And then I did it like three, two more years in a row, and I kept changing it and making it better and better. Mm. And the last year I went 
as the mascot, I had a full-on Mickey Mouse, like big gloves, like Mickey Mouse gloves. Yeah. I had a big giant head. We could, <laughs> I could see through the mouth with like the foam head and like all out. And uh, yeah, it just became like a thing. Like every year, I just kept getting better. And eventually, I was like, "Hey, it's the mascot guy!" Because <laughs> every year he comes as our mascot, like just for fun. When did you start doing your art pieces? Uh, like my new stuff. Like, like, when did you, like, what was the inception of Odom Art? Well, Odom Art started as a joke. Like, it was 2010 or 11, the government shut down in Minneapolis. And there was so much graffiti all over the highways. Like, so, so much. And um, because there was a government shut down, no one was there to clean it all up. So it just gives us a mural of just graffiti. And uh, my friends and I would be driving by the highway, and they're graffiti artists. And I remember every time I saw a piece, it'd go, oh, damn. Oh, O-D-A-M, like, oh, damn. So it kind of started a joke. And um, I remember doing graffiti with my friends that were, like, in a crew, a graffiti crew. And their, their letters were so good. Like, they had great letters, great, crazy styles. And I would not bring enough paint. My letters would be too wide where I run out of paint. Like, my letters were mm. so bad, but my characters were really good. And I remember painting in a tunnel, like, everyone got their own wall. And I remember uh, my buddy's friend came by, and he's like, yeah, man, your letters are dookie. Still to this day, I remember he said dookie. Like, your letters are dookie. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, those letters are dookie. I mean, the characters fire. You should stick to characters. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> like cool he's like yeah there's some dookie dookie letters man you gotta stop that stop doing graffiti and just do characters okay yeah i I remember you did uh you did some graffiti still for a little bit it seems like on your instagram not recently i've been doing murals recently and kind of getting more crazy with that sure um it's just a different style i like drawing characters more than letters but as i'm getting older it's like i like i want to get better at letters but yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was just a joke at first, and I just kind of stuck with it. Like, oh, damn. So I've, I've always Never. been curious. Maybe you can answer this for me. How come graffiti artists, every time there's like like a train passes by, you know, when you have to wait for the train to go by, how come most yeah. of the words aren't uh, anything coherent? It's always kind of like a like a like a seven, then a one, then an M, like a V. It's always kind of, um, it's never an actual word. Oh, you mean like, like Thrive 27 or like yeah, uh, Sway or Shock 55, something like that? Uh, well, most of the time it's not a, it's not a real word. It'll be like, like W-I-Y-X-C. It'll be something like that. And I've always wondered, why don't they just use like real words? Like that'd be so much cooler. Uh, it might be a crew, like a crew name. Oh really? There's some crew names that are just go by like letters and stuff like or numbers and stuff. I mean, there's a bunch of crews that are around uh, Minneapolis for a while that were going on for a couple of years, but then you, you don't see it in, as much anymore. And you know, it's been ten years, so they kind of fade out, and the new kids mm-hmm. come in there. And then oh. as I'm getting older, I'm looking at the letters. And I'm like, those letters are dookie. Those <laughs> <laughs> are some dookie letters, man. Like, <laughs> look at all these yeah. kids, like trippy bubbly of like dookie letters <laughs> the um <clears throat> the extent of my graffiti is uh in a video game called jet set radio because in that game you go around like tagging stuff and yeah that's the closest i ever got 
Great is game, by the way. The, is that the one with the guy on the rollerblades? Yes, you're on rollerblades and you got to avoid the police and you got to put your tag everywhere. It's a very bright, colorful yeah. game. It was like Dreamcast, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. Throwback. Yeah, I had Dreamcast. I didn't have, I didn't have PlayStation. I had the Dreamcast. Oh, I love the Dreamcast. Crazy Taxi. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that was like my game. Oh, I know. Same here. Yeah, I love Crazy Taxi. There's another game called Shenmue. That was kind of like an adventure game. Uh, there was like a Sonic game on there too. Yeah, well, another cool thing about the Dreamcast is uh, you could take out, or the memory card was in the controller, but you could take out the memory card and like play little mini games on it. You could like look at your stats, what's saved on there. I oh, couldn't yeah. believe it. It's funny because like I want to play, I want to be a gamer in some weird way. <laughs> like I look at gamers yeah. and I'm like, I wish I could be a gamer, but like, I don't know. I just don't have attention span. My attention span's so short. Yeah. And because you look at games, they're so they're so detailed. They look like movies, but my attention span goes to like arcade wise, and then it kind of fades away. Yeah. Like I the... like the old arcade games. You're one and done. Oh, same here. Yeah, like uh, like Simpsons, X Men. Uh, yeah. Like all the ones they have in um, Up Down, I think Up Down Arcade. Yeah. yeah, like all those throwbacks. Those are those are amazing. Updown's pretty cool. There's a place called um, Starcade in Roseville, and you pay like 15 bucks, and you can play all the games you want all day. Oh, are you serious? And, yeah, there's nothing but old games. So it's all old games, and then in the back they have uh, Japanese games, like old Japanese games. And uh, it's right next to the theater, so you can just like go see a movie, go play some games. Okay, I'm going to have to write this down, because now I know what I'm going to do this weekend. Dude, it's cool, and you can and they and you can come back too. So it's like you can get a stamp, oh. come back, and just play all day. What is it it's called? It's pretty crazy. Uh, Starcade. There's one game that I want to play the most. That's Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. Yeah. That's Dragon Slayer. Oh, Dragon Slayer. It was like uh the same creators that made uh All Dogs Go to Heaven, and they also showed it in uh Stranger Things too, where they were playing the okay. game all day. Yeah, you want to know, right? You'd want to know something. Okay, so I don't know if Tommy Tellerico's connected to this game. I've I had him on Late Hour back in the day, but this is the first game to ever actually feature a live orchestra. Oh. Yeah, interestingly enough. Which one? Random video game fact of the day. Which, which game? <laughs> uh, the one you're talking about, Dragon's Lair. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the first it was game like ever. Kind of a movie. Yeah, and then um kind of going back to modern games, the last game that I played that held my attention 100% of the time was a game called The Last Guardian. It's, um, have you heard of it? Sounds kind of familiar. So you're, you're in like a very old time and it's just you and this giant, or it's, it's this kid and this giant uh, dog, bird, cat thing that's just like the size of a house. And you have to guide yeah. it through all these puzzles and everything in these giant abandoned castles. It's pretty interesting for anybody yeah. out there. I think it came out in 2016, 2017. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 worth a play. Yeah, I've never uh I mean <laughs> the last like full on game I played was probably um you remember like Max Payne? Yeah. Yes. But like that was like, the last game I full on played because I mean, as it as it went on, like the, the story is sounding good. Like even though when you're talking about it now, it sounds good. It just they get more 
time consuming and i'm like oh. yeah like cyberpunk was uh, one for me i'm just like i can't invest all this time so into this game yeah like little things you have to do and i'm like oh my god yeah so it, yeah it was it was too much maybe going back to uh, your art before i completely derailed the conversation uh, yeah, um what was i gonna ask so then you you so kind of to bring it uh back to now for your art you had um you had that melting theme, I remember, when you came on Late Hour, I think, right? You had the melting theme to everything? Yeah, I was kind of doing more like, uh, I think I, <laughs> I think the last time I was on your show, I said it was like acid kind of painting. Oh, right. Yeah, every, yeah. Every time I went to a festival, someone's like, did you do drugs when you did that? I was like, no, like, <laughs> I, can't, I don't do drugs when I paint. <laughs> um. But yeah, I was doing more like that kind of trippy style. But then I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, I think I want to start like changing things and like challenge myself more, like getting out of hmm. the same routine. Because sometimes you get bored. I just get bored of it, and I want to keep trying new things. To, uh, I don't know. Get out of the same comfort zone a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Is that um? Because I've noticed you, you'll take a photo of like George Lucas and then you'll add in one of your characters. Is that what you mean by kind of like challenging yourself and like putting a bit of uh, depth to the characters a bit? Uh, I mean, yeah, that was kind of um, just being bored and trying that, but then it turned out to be kind of fun. Like, a, like um, if you get a photo, how can you work around it? Like and make it a painting or add your character to it. So it's kind of like a fun experiment to see how I could, add my little character into the paint or into the photo it was kind of mm. a fun experiment <clears throat> and then um from doing that i started uh making this pink little guy called chester and this little pink little one-eyed ball kind of character mm. and from that i've been making different versions of him so like him in the abstract version him in a fine art painting him in a uh photo just kind of just ways to find out this character and how to make him into challenging styles that i don't normally do sure and then who's yeah. the who's the green guy you have like a mask that you wear sometimes it's like a green character kind of looks like salad fingers maybe oh how far back did you go to my stuff i went down pretty far <laughs> <laughs> that's so old yeah i don't do that no more you saw <laughs> I was like green guy. No, that was like um during like graffiti stuff. I was trying to like hide images, so I was like, oh, okay, spray paint and tag, but I'm never gonna show my face. Okay. And then I stopped doing graffiti, and I just started doing stickers and sticker slapping. And I was like, you can't get in trouble for sticker slapping, really. Do you ever read comments? Comments? Yeah. Y yeah. Okay. I'm. I've kind of. I'm been pretty good about not reading them on YouTube. Because like that can kind of be like a like a rabbit hole. Yeah. So I'll I'll skim think, them and then that's about it. I don't really get get into them. I'm like oh who's this? Yeah, I think YouTube's a little bit different than like Instagram and stuff. I just I just usually post a photo and then just like let it go kind of. Thing. Yeah. Like it's just like post it, I'm done kind of thing. Yeah, that's how I am too on Instagram. I'm just like yep, post it, it's good. On to the next thing. Enjoy. Yeah. Right. But like um, so, some people, or what are you gonna say? No, go ahead. Uh, but like I, I can see how some people get sucked into like YouTube comments because you'll 
wake up, you're like, you'll check a couple days later and there's like some 80, 150. And it's like, I just kind of skim through them. And even if they're negative, I leave them just because I feel like I don't want to have like a dictatorship where it's like, this is my channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that it's kind of like most things. It's like painting or music or anything you do that's creative. It's kind of like you paint it for you. And if people don't like it, it's okay. It's like, hopefully like the next one. Uh, yeah. But if you don't, it's okay. Like that's, it's kind of that weird thing. It's like hard to, um, accept but sometimes you're just like it's okay man you don't gotta like it it's not for everyone but yeah exactly by doing your own thing you're doing your own flow getting your own juice and stuff like that to like creativity wise and just like i'm just doing my thing and you're having fun with it so it's like if you don't like it it's cool. yeah exactly yeah as long as it's yours and it's something you're proud of it doesn't really matter at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's, Plus it's like kind of so cool and uh, you get like small community wise of like listeners or uh, uh, a community base that likes your stuff. I think it's more fun because once you get big, you kind of yeah. have to start debating on do you like this and do you like that. It's like, well, when we started, it was fun, but now I have to listen to everything and now I'm like losing my flow of the reason why I did it. Yeah. I could, yeah, I can see that. Um, like for me, I'm, I'm, I'm having people find me now just off of any app. And that's, that's really very, that's all new for me. Like, I'm not used to having people just be like, oh, yeah, what's up? I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, well, that's awesome. Hello. Wait, can I, can I listen to this <laughs> on Spotify and stuff? You know what? I've been slacking on Spotify. I need to, I have it up until Elon, I think, Elon's episode. Okay. I need to upload I've just more. been using, I've just been using YouTube. I didn't realize it was on. Yeah. App. Well, that's 95% of my traffic comes from YouTube. So I'm like, eh. Like I like I should be posting or uh, putting up episodes on like Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, but most people mm-hmm. watch. But it's been nice meeting people and everything, man. I did not expect uh like I, my my thinking was like okay, I'll probably eventually get to like a thousand because that's what we got on late hour, and that'll be that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. Here we are at what like six point nine now. I'm like whoa, hello. That's sick. On Instagram, I asked uh, you guys if you have any questions for Odamart, and this is what we got. So it is time for Instagram questions. Uh, first question is: Ever thought about realism? Yeah, dude, that's that's like my back and forth I have with myself. Is like realism is like uh, a goal for me. I want to get realism for sure in my style. I'm kind of going through that now, like my style now, like I'm starting to go back and do abstract and stuff that when you're a kid like you know the fruit uh the fruit in a bowl the classic draw fruit in a bowl mm-hmm. kind of thing to me i thought that was the boring, most boring thing i'm like i just want to draw a cartoon but as i'm getting older i'm like i want to do that i want like abstract never got it but now i kind of respect it more mm-hmm. like i get it and realism it's something i didn't care for as a kid but as i'm getting older it's like i want to work on that more because it's so challenging yeah that i think it'd be cool to do realism and then slowly work in like my my cartoonish style in some way but you can do both you can mix genres and mediums together um but i would love to do that because it, it, it just sounds hard but sounds like something that would be challenging and kind of having that starting from scratch again 
that's yeah. completely different than what I do. And you can have an interesting outcome. That reminds me, um, do you know Amanda? She's got a twin sister. Amanda. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amanda so, Brad. man, have you checked out her art? Yeah, she oh, kind man. of has, um, it's like realism, but it's also like watercolor kind of based. Like a Yeah. Bit. Yeah, but I mean, see, some of her pieces are so amazing. Yeah, her stuff is great. I, every time I see her post stuff, I'm like, that's a great style because realism is hard and also watercolor. If you've ever used watercolor, it's not easy. It's kind of challenging. Yeah, her style is good. I always respect her style. And remember in high school, her stuff was always hanging and I was like, man, it's so good. Yeah, even <laughs> back so in the good. day, she was like just insanely talented. Yeah, she's great. She's awesome too. So it's kind of cool when you have a great artist and the person that's pretty cool with it too. Like Shout out Amanda, what's up? Next question! Uh, any particularly challenging or rewarding cartoon projects you've worked on in the past? It was a mural I did for a customer and uh, our client. And he gave me this garage I could paint a mural on, but I didn't know... This one? No, it was a... No? I probably didn't... I think I sent it to you. This one? <laughs> no, it's no? like a space... It's like a green head. I got space green head, dude. Oh, here we go. Yep. Okay. So that one was one that um, the guy let me do whatever I want on it, and which is cool. But when someone says that, it's kind of fun. it's a little stressful because you're like anything. You might not like it when you're done though, because yeah, like, he kind of gave me some views. So he kind of gave me some things he wanted me to do a little bit, but kind of went in like freestyle. Like all that was kind of winging it. Like, I did little sketches here and there, but lots of it was winging it. And at the end of it, it came, I was actually pretty excited about it. Because it was a big mural. I got to go detail, and uh, it was only, only my second mural. And it was fun just going super detail yeah. on a garage and getting all that space background and all the little stars and the sky. And I mean, it was cool, but for me, that was like, kind of a rewarding moment doing that because i didn't fully have the confidence going in <laughs> yeah i mean it like looks great though do you want nothing funny sure i found out i'm colorblind really yeah yeah my girlfriend was kind of joking about it but then it became more serious and she's like no no, no i think you actually are colorblind because i kept saying like certain things were gray when they weren't gray and i oh, kept man. saying like things were like Hey, can you hand me that black hoodie? And she's like, "What black hoodie?" And then I'm like, "That one." She's like, "It's not black." And I was like, "Watch, like, it's green." Like, <laughs> I went, I went to the eye doctor to get a contact, and uh, they had those eye tests where you could see the numbers inside the different colors. Mm. I got one out of seven right. Oh man! I was like, oh, and I was talking to someone else, and they're like, "Yeah, this other guy's an uh, artist, and here's his stuff," and his stuff is bright stuff and it's because he can't see darker colors they look like when it gets darker it becomes gray hmm. so i think my stuff too is bright because when it gets dark it looks gray. <laughs> it looks gray <laughs> i mean it looks it looks great i, I love uh I, i've always loved yeah. bright colors next question all right so uh next question have you ever felt conflicted about a piece afterwards I mean, most paintings I I do, I usually hate <laughs> after I do What? 
Do you really? Because you're, yeah, because you're, you're you're the biggest critic critic of yourself. Because like you're you're judging your own self, or you feel like when you hang something like, like I've had gallery shows around Minneapolis. And mm-hmm. It's cool. They're fun. People are having drinks and stuff like that. But all I can think about is like, oh, it's not finished. It is not finished. Why is that? Like you know, mm-hmm. it's just like that criticism on yourself. Yeah. Um, I I did a mural at Third Layer Skate Park, and there's still stuff on that I'm like, oh, I wish I did this. Like, I want to get rid of that. Like, I hate that. Like, why didn't I, I should add detail mm. here. Okay. But it, it, at times it's like that, but to be honest, the one stuff that is the most rewarding is my, that therapy painting, because it's for mm. me. That's just for me. Like, I don't care how it looks sloppy or not. Like, I don't get criticism on that because just for me, but if I'm making something for others to see, I get a little more criticized on myself. But if it's sure. a therapy painting, then I'm just going free for all. Like, I don't care. It's like, my plan isn't to show anybody. Eventually I do, but in the sure. moment I'm like, it's just for me. It's kind of like a journal, like painting, paintings for yourself. I guess, is, if there, is there a difference between conflicted and like, I guess I don't know the difference between like conflicted and criticism when it's in within yourself. Because yeah, that can that kind of be, of, like, interpreted. That's kind of the so, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Next question! Last question. This is more of a statement. Comedy is always good for raising awareness. Big Tobacco sucks. And I'm assuming she's referring to the to the photo I posted on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that was a few years back now. And it was, like, a, it was a community that hosted shows and artists around Minneapolis to stop tobacco industry, hmm. like kind of kind of get people's awareness about smoking's not cool. So it's kind of like dare in a way. My friends did this show and then I went I went there and made some illustrations for them. And they paid me. But afterwards they're like, let's get an interview and talk about how you don't like the tobacco industry. So I had to get like an interview and I was like, oh yeah, tobacco's not cool and yeah, I like what they're doing. It's a cool community fighting against tobacco. And at the end, I'm like, I don't, I didn't really care. I just wanted to get paid. Like, <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to get paid and do art. Like, I didn't care about it. But they were forcing on you. Like, what do you think about the tobacco industry? It's like, oh, did the check clear? I didn't. Uh, okay, get that cool. hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's probably the biggest at the time. I was like, they probably paid like two hundred bucks at the time, and I was like, oh. Sh- I got money. 200 bucks. Oh, man. For a 30 second spot, man. Yeah. Well, for the drawing and stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. So you guys can check him out on Instagram. Name is Odam Art, O D A M A R T. What other socials are you on? Just Instagram. Just Instagram. Okay. Yeah. You guys can check him out. Check out his art pieces. (laughs) I'm not not, not up to date on any of that stuff. (laughs) That's that's, that's all good. All right. I think we. you're not on it that much. Hey, Facebook's there, but I don't think it's, I don't promote anything really on there. Oh, really? All right, man. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Okay, so here's a deal. The one and only Mr. Beast, Jimmy, challenged me to 100 hours in a box. Yes, this is legitimate. Yes, this is real. The one and only Mr. Beast challenged me to 100 hours in a box. 
I don't I don't know what this is going to lead to, but I, I just want you guys to know I'm so incredibly thankful for every single one of you watching every single one of you because stuff like this doesn't happen without your support and your viewership. L long, long story short, I've been harassing Jimmy for months saying, hey, man, we got to work together. We got to make a project together. So this is the uh, result of that. But again, without you guys, you know, just, just watching, commenting, and liking, uh, this wouldn't have happened. So I very much owe this huge opportunity to you guys because without you, this would not be happening. Again, super thankful for every single one of you guys. If you want to write the show, the email is theclintnorrisshow at gmail.com. And if you want to call, well, that number is 612-888-0031. And I will see you next week. You're, you're listening to The Clint Norris Show. Tune in next week for a fresh episode of The Clint Norris Show. Take care.